the last reconnaissance was right. It's a dead world. There was a name for this one in one of the old languages, wasn't there, Professor? Yes. It was Earth. They called it Earth. You've just made a wrong turn heading south onto strange highways. Enter death's waiting room if you dare. And welcome to Strange Highways. I am Paul. And hey guys, it's Terry here. And I hope that you enjoyed our conversation, at least our conversation about uh, uh, Time and Teresa Golowitz. And you know, that was an icky episode. Um, that was part one of The Gauntlet. We'll talk more about that in a second, but welcome to Strange Highways. This is an anthology-based podcast where we mainly talk about The Twilight Zone. We've covered the original series in both uh, seasons that were on um, Paramount Plus, but have been removed because in their infinite wisdom, why not, like, why have access to the things you made? Who knows? Uh, But we're almost done with season two of the 80s iteration uh, for good and the bad. And um, we had a fun conversation about an episode that I did not like a great deal. And now we're into this one is Voices in the Earth, season two, episode 13. I referred to this as the gauntlet, as I mentioned uh, last week. Um, the la- this is the third to the last episode of this season. So uh, considering the previous one and this one, um, we're now, after we talk about this, we're halfway through what I'm calling the gauntlet. Uh, Terry, um, have, have, did I oversell the idea of the gauntlet so far? Uh, I thought that way for the first segment, maybe I'm leaning towards your representation of that now. Uh, I, I, I'm just, I, I, I'm actually kind of scared now what the gauntlet oh, has to so uh, present I, towards I feel me. so bad because, um, this is the easy half. Just wait, just wait. Oh, oh yeah. So my, my dude, um, uh, I, man, I'm glad I'm been drinking. Um, so, cause you know, I'm trying to hold back, but like, we'll, we'll get into that in a second. uh, I'm I'm scared. I'm scared. Yeah, you should be. Uh, so, um, just a a quick behind the scenes peek for everybody listening to the show. If it's your first time here, welcome here. Uh, we appreciate you. Uh, if, if you've been like trudging along with us through this, we also appreciate you a great deal. Thank you for your service. Um, you, if, if you could tell, like you can't see as we're recording this, the time between when he, when Terry and I first get on Skype and start talking versus when we start recording is a good indicator of how enthusiastic we are to talk about the episode. Uh, it's been almost two hours before we started recording. Uh, Terry and I ended up starting talking about sports and I started talking very um, enthusiastically about baseball. Um, Terry, you've known me how long? How often have you ever heard me speak about baseball? I uh, I don't believe you've ever talked about <laughs> baseball. <laughs> so, All right, and, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that, yeah, that is like was like yeah, we went down the gamut of different things that we could discuss tonight, yes. and yeah, I think we might have hit all the points. So I have <laughs> I have one last baseball story to tell you, so, and so people will listen. So I hope you appreciate this, uh, Terry. Years, uh, this was what, like 15, 16, 17 years ago, whatever. Uh, the, the Cleveland baseball team was in the American League Championship Series versus the Yankees. Um, and we were up 3 0. We had CeCe Sabathia on the mound. It was a home game. And I was, I was at Jacobs Field. It was a progressive field, whatever. Anyway, I was, I was amongst the crowd. And we were all, we call it Jacob Field here in Ohio. Yeah. yeah. I, I was like, we're like Sabathia. Come on. We we're going to punch our ticket, right? It's going to be this thing. We're going to the world series. It was going to be amazing. Um, 
it became one of those things where over the course of the night, we like things were just weren't happening and Boston was like back in and whatever. It was, it was one of those things where it's like everybody was waiting for like, you know, fireworks, nothing happened. That's not the story. The story is, is that two rows in front of me, there was a father who was a Cleveland fan and his two very young sons were, um, Boston fans. I think it was, yeah, it was Boston. I was done. Yeah. Uh, versus Boston. And they were super excited anytime anything happened with Boston. They stand up and cheer. And so the crowd around us was getting very drunk and very rowdy, as you do, right? And the thing is, like, as the kids stood up and cheered, every like, you know, like the father would look back at us. He's like, I don't know. He's like, 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 I can't control the, what they like, but fair enough, right? Like, you know, like he's a Cleveland fan. Uh, these young kids, they like a winner, <laughs> you know, as you do, right? And there was a there was another guy behind me, like two rows behind me, that was starting to get drunk out of his mind. And he stood up. He was like, I want to yell at them, but they're children. <laughs> like, <laughs> and he, in his own credit to him, he did not become belligerent because he realized these are children enjoying a baseball game as much as he was pissed off that there were these little tiny Boston fans amongst all of us Cleveland fans. So there we go. That's my, my last baseball story. I'm going to tell you my first baseball story. I'm telling the audience. So did you preface this being a, a, a New York? I said thing? New York. I'm sorry. It was Boston. My apologies. I'm, I'm I've been okay. drinking. So it was Boston. <laughs> I would be like, where are these children? What are they doing? No, 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 no. My apologies. I'm sorry. It was uh, us against the, uh, the Red Sox is what it was. Okay. Um, yeah. Sorry. Anyway. Yeah. We've been drinking the last oh. two hours before we start recording. Yeah. So everybody, good luck. Tuck in. Um, so yes. yeah, well, you yeah. know, what I have to say, um, the- this is a very famous quote from, you know, a lot of people recently. F them kids. Yeah. Um, uh, no, it was, it was the New York Red Sox is actually who we were playing. It was really weird. Uh, anyway, no. uh, I don't have any uh, affiliation with any of those teams. Um, it's uh, Cleveland or die for me. And, well, or St. Louis. Or, or St. Louis, because I'm a big card. Or Las fan Vegas. Too. I get it. You're, you're a man of uh, no, many, many flavors. There's no, team, there's no team there yet. No, no. You're a Raiders fan. They, they're in Las Vegas. We're talking about baseball. Oh, okay. That's fair enough. All right. So, yes. Anyway. So, yes. You're right. No, you're a Cardinals <laughs> fan. I forgot about that. Yes. Anyway. Here is this timeless podcast that you could talk about. <laughs> yeah. I also like that this is this timeless podcast where we're talking about, like, the potential of Terry's teams moving to different cities that you can go back in, like, 10 years and be like, oh, no. Anyway. So, yeah. Anyway. I might become an A's fan if they go they go to Los Angeles. Or, uh, I'm sorry. Vegas. Las Vegas. Yeah. All right. Well, here we go. So, all right. Anyway, that's enough sports talk. Let's just, um, here, let's, um, here, how about this? Sports talk. Oh, shut up, Paul. Here we go. Let's just move on. So um, this is uh, season two, episode 13, Voices in the Earth. Uh, this was aired the same date as Time and Teresa Golowitz. And I, 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 if I recall, I told you that the trivia for that night was uh, the worst hour of television was aired on CBS. Sorry, the second worst hour of television was aired on CBS. Uh, that was my trivia. We already talked about a song and movie. Uh, Terry, where are we at in terms of who did what? All right. So our director on this is a uh, Curtis Hamilton. Um, episodes of uh, the Dark Room and Dynasty. Um, not sure if you had anything else. Yeah. So um, you okay? I, I have it as Cur- Curtis Harrington. I don't know. Maybe that uh, Harrington. Oh, I'm yeah, sorry. sorry. Uh, only segment he directed. I can't read. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and I can't determine where baseball teams are from. So we're on even footing. So, uh, uh, Harrington, we mentioned, you mentioned the dark room. Fair enough. Uh, that was an episode of dark room. We covered that was the quiet yeah, funeral and the Billy crystal, uh, fantastic segment makeup. Right. So where he uh, got so big, <laughs> he got so big. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, he I took a, a mushroom and he's like, Whoop. yeah, yeah. And I just feel like whenever they did the incredible Hulk TV show, it's like, oh, you could have had Lou Ferrigno or Billy Crystal. Right. Anyway. So, um, yeah, only segment you directed here. So I thought that was funny how like, it was kind of like it came full circle. Like the one dark room episode we picked was directed by this guy, but anyway, moving on. Yeah. So our writer on this is uh, a familiar character as well, um, Alan Bernard. Uh, I, I'm, I'm starting to think that maybe he doesn't know how to write an episode. <laughs> well, I, I agree. 
I just th- I think that Al- like that- the story itself, like maybe not being able to write it. Like if you are a consultant, maybe writing an episode. I don't know. No, the the bones of of, of the like the bones are here. It's just that like everything else is just like you know th- this are has. There are bones, um, um, but what I'm saying is like the 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 main conceit of what we're about to talk to. I, there there's something here, but it, it's just, it's handled like uh, it's bumbled every step along the way. And uh, Alan Brenner's one of these guys that like he seems like a very very sweet guy, and it would be a, a pleasure to meet him because he's been associated with the Twilight Zone. And then I'd be like, well, thank you. And then I would not say anything else to him, you know, like, cause like meaning, you know what I mean? Like you can't like, cause maybe somebody else appreciates the storytelling. I can't say who does and does not like something, but most of the things that he has been like all about just, just, um, uh, different perspectives. I'll just put it that way. Well, fair enough. I mean, you're giving a lot more credit than probably I could do right now, but, um, so yeah, we'll get into our cast here. Um, so we have multiple actors in this that have participated in episodes that we've covered prior. So we'll get through this as quickly as we can, honestly. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's pretty quick. Um, so Martin uh, Balsam. Uh, so he was Professor Donald Knowles in this. He was in the episode that we covered prior in the 80s episode of Personal Demons. One of Terry's favorites from season one. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to take this away? Because I, I. No, but okay, fair enough. So, so no, Martin Balsam, we've talked about previously. He was in um, the 16 millimeter shrine, which was one of the early episodes of the first season of the original Twilight Zone. And then in um, the season four episode, the new exhibit, which you liked a great deal. Um, I did. Yeah. And he's like, he's a very uh, good, dependable actor. I don't blame him for this. I blame no, the script. It's, it's, it's yeah. a script. He was also in death was three. Like it's just, he's just one of those guys. It's like, you know, he, it's like, he's almost like, you know, like we go to the store and you're like, I want Ernest Borgnine. It's like, no, we have Ernest Borgnine at home. No, it's Martin Balsam. You know, like it's just, well, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was in the Delta force too. Like, yeah. I think that's the thing that I recognize him from immediately. No, it's just like, he's a very competent, capable, capable actor. You know, yeah. but what is frustrating to me is that after have well, I mean, having two good original series episodes that he was in both of those, right? Like I, I prefer the 16 millimeter shrine versus the new exhibit. However, with the new exhibit being like one of the episodes of season four, there was way more misses than hits. And that was a good one, you know, like credit where credits due. And also he was game to be part of the series. I'm not going to shit on him for this like um you know like just he he um the fact that he would come back multiple times for both series shows that he really enjoyed the process so good on him yeah so um next cast member here is uh jenny a uh, 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 gunter yeah i guess that would be yeah so she plays Jen- Janetta. Just, uh jacinda carlisle yeah. jacinda i say um, so we've talked about her previously as well um, on another uh, segment. Um, Defender, the last uh, Defender of Camelot. Which so, was your second favorite uh, segment of the last uh, season. I'm, uh, kidding. Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. On the other end. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, like, she, I, the sad thing is that she was in one of my favorite horror films of all time is uh, American Werewolf in London. You know, it's like, and she's great in that movie. And too. I don't think she's bad in either of these segments. It's just, again, it's the script that fails her. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think she was good as, um, Oh, um, uh, Morgana and the last defender of Camelot. Right. And, and this one, she's like, and she has to be more of like the grown up in the room for this. Um, I, again, I think she does. Okay. It's just, I think that the script is terrible. Yeah. So that's, that is completely fair. So, <laughs> Warham. Good luck. Yeah, good luck with this next name. I think it's Wortham uh, Krimmer. I think that's how we'd say his name. Wortham. Wortham Krimmer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. So, so please, leader. We're gonna have to get into that for a, a second. But uh, we'll but just the name Wortham Krimmer. Wortham Krimmer is as American as Purple Purr. 
anyway, continue. Yes. Uh, yeah. She, it, it, so they they play leader in this, which is so vague. Um, so Days of Our Lives, lots of episodes of Days of Our Lives, um, a bunch of episodes of Babylon Five. So there's that. Yeah, no, like he actually, yeah, that Babylon Five is more in the the zeitgeist of like sci-fi stuff. I want to mention there was a show he's part of called The Paper Chase. Um, this show only lasted one season on CBS from seventy eight seventy nine. It was canceled because of low ratings. Showtime picked it back up in eighty three, where it ran for three years after that, and was a great success. Um, so when I say like now having these, um, what we would know as cable services like HBO, Showtime, Cinemax, whatever, right. We now have these prestige shows. Uh, I know you're a smidge younger than me, but do you remember whenever these channels would actually have their original programming? Um, it was almost like an afterthought for some of this at the time. Yeah. Well, some of them are like their own, like spook, um, like, variety show things in that too so like well like, like there was like, an hbo series it was a uh a, like a sexy like rom-com or whatever called uh first and ten that uh cbs had for a long time around this time and then eventually you get stuff like arliss i don't know if you remember arliss i remember arliss yeah, yeah, yeah like, it was the guy from uh batman yes right yeah the guy that was the reporter right so like so there was a lot of the stuff that was kind of like a little bit more budget driven and then there was what was an hbo there's a show called dream on like they're like so these cable channels are trying to do original programming, but the focus didn't really, really come into place. I mean, also what was it, HBO or whatever it was, they had the Gary Shandling show. That was a big yeah, deal. Yeah, that, that was actually something I was gonna bring up because yeah. that was like one of the spoof shows. Yeah. And you know, Super Dave was one of those things yes. too for Showtime. And then eventually Larry Sanders, which was another uh Gary Shandling project. Um, so there were, there were bits and pieces here and there where it's like, Oh, you're not subscribed to cable. We have some other stuff going on. Uh, and the fact that this was actually, um, a very much a, um, like law school driven drama, I believe, and that it actually was successful in Showtime, which I didn't even know existed at that time. Right. Uh, cause I remember HBO and then Cinemax because Cinemax after dark, uh, I didn't know yeah. Showtime. Was like, yeah. <laughs> Gotta get Skinamax. Your, you got to get your fuzzy, like uh, fuzzy Belgian porn or whatever. Um, yeah. Well, that really was like the outsider because it was like, well, what is what does Cinemax have? The other stuff. Yeah, what does Cinemax you know, have? Was, was, Ski School Seven. You know. Uh, I, so like, well, it, like it would cater to a lot of the horror film stuff and mm-hmm. like the Charlie Band uh, horror films too, like Puppet Master. Oh, you're talking that. about the Full like, Moon would, stuff? Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah like I saw that on Cinemax, and it's like you know, being uh, sixteen and having cable in my room, I was like, "This is amazing." <laughs> Wait, you had sixteen in your room and you didn't die? That's amazing. I thought you would have died of like dehydration or whatever. That's crazy. Uh, anyway, sorry. Well, take that for what you will. Anyway, so we'll move yeah, on. Let's just move on. We'll move on. It's fine. California raisin over here. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> anyway yes all right anyway so uh, uh, uh tim russ is uh, uh archer in this um again we have another connection to the twilight zone that we've covered uh kentucky ride yeah and also like he's known i mean he is character actor but he's mainly known as tuvok on um was it star trek enterprise was it probably the one that yeah. has the most credits of this entire cast here. Honestly, sorry, he was on Voyager. Sorry, Tuvok was on Voyager, which I think it's funny because he's called Archer, which was the name of Scott Back of this character on Enterprise. Not that it has anything to do with anything, but yeah, Tim Russ, we know him. He's still working. You know, just I love Tim Russ. It's like every time I see him pop up, I'm like, yeah, I res- I respect. You know, he's still working. But the next person you're going to mention, you know, like this was probably the one that caught you off guard. Well, yeah, because I, I did recognize him. But, of course yeah, you so did. Dennis, How could you not? <laughs> yeah, at Hairline. Um, yes. at Dennis Haskins. Um, he plays Blessos. Bledso. Bless, yes. Blesso. Yeah. Um, so it sounds like an X-Men character. Um, but yeah, so uh, Saved by the Bell. You know, it's it's a principle and Saved by the Bell. Yeah, it's principle building, right? So here, um, yeah. I have I have some notes about this. Before his role in Saved by the Bell, uh, he appeared in several episodes of the Dukes of Hazard, different roles. Uh, in the pilot episode, in terms of, um, was he plays a, a boar's nest patron whom Daisy thrashes and he attempts to grope her while she's working as a waitress. Good job. Anyway, 
Haskins, who auditioned seven times for the role of Mr. Belding, first appeared as a character in 88's Good Morning, Miss Bliss on the Disney Channel. That was a Disney Channel original at the time, and then after... That that was um, the the show was like retold and became Saved by the Bell on NBC. I know you're younger than me. Do you remember when that came out? Because we had the the cartoon block, and then we had Saved by the Bell, which was like, oh, this is for our age. And I loved it. This as a kid. I loved Saved by the Bell. Well, you are a bit older than I am. Um, this is something that my aunts were really interested in. I I, I grew up in uh, my grandparents' house. Um, not a thing for me. Fair yeah. enough. Like so, TRL was kind of like at that early stages okay. too, where I'm like, nah, I'm too young for this. Yeah. Well, TRL was like a little like what's like what's that happened? I was like, nah, like I'm good. But yeah, so um, you, I'm too too mature for this. No, it's okay. It's like okay, I don't know where it was for you the line of demarcation. There was a point where when I was still in like you know going through like you know elementary, middle school, high school, where um, people were like on the Power Rangers. I was like that, nah. I was like that shit's for kids, and I kept playing with my ninja turtles the entire time like i'm like yeah that's for you know <laughs> and then like when pokemon Even became, the, 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 the the ninja turtles came out in like 88 89 yes yeah. but then but like it was teenage mutant ninja turtles but then what was the power rangers terry mighty morphin power rangers can you tell me that they weren't chasing the trend that was already set by the superior sewer turtle show anyway so um yes i come on i was cultured as shit with my uh, enjoyment of the turtles. Um, I, I don't know what that means. Anyway, and that's why I also like Pokemon came out just a little later. For, I'm just like, I'm good, you know? So, it, yeah, you know. The, the Pokemon thing was a little late for me, but now I like Pokemon. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 I don't oh, know. <laughs> what was, what was the show? What was it? Uh, big beefy battle Borgs or whatever it was called. What was the name of that show that came out yeah. after uh, mighty Morphin power Rangers? Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, the Beetleborgs, I, dude. I, that sounds like a, a dating site. <laughs> Big beefy <laughs> Beetleborgs. Oh, uh, it, um, <laughs> I'm gonna look this up in real time. Um, I'm gonna misspell you are, it. You're making something up, right? No, now. no, no, I'm not making this up. Uh, it like, was this a show. Is a farmers only. Like, Far- like- <laughs> <laughs> there was a show called Big Bad Beetleborgs. Calm down. I looked it up. It's a real thing. Um, yeah. And there was also VR troopers. Uh, other, yeah. Anyway, they're all chasing. Why, why do these all like sound like Charlie band? Like we're going sure. back to Charlie band. These yes. are Charlie band movies. Yes. Um, so yeah, it was also produced by Saban entertainment, which were the people behind the American release of power Rangers. Right. So anyway, um, yeah. So it's all Bandai. Yeah, it's all banned. Yeah, they're like, oh, did you not like the Power Rangers? How about some big, bad Beetleborgs? Alliteration, right? It's it's also the same thing as, like, what was it, Street Sharks? It's just, whatever. It's just, um, and then, um, what was it? Um, uh, was it Biker Mice from Mars? I'm not making yeah. any of that up. Anyway, so, no, yes. No, no, those are real. Those are, those are both real. Yes. Oh, wait, so you're <laughs> defending them? Okay, so anyway, so let's well, move I'm on. Defending. I'm not just saying that I, they were real. I didn't yeah. watch that shit. Okay. Come on. As, I was like 15. I'm, I'm out of that yeah, age. <laughs> I just, as Terry awkwardly hides a um, biker mice from Mars tramp stamp tattoo. Anyway, so after a year, the show was re- retooled as Saved by the Bell. Uh, Haskins was the only uh, adult member of the regular cast. Uh, so he, so once this blew up, like, that's what he's been known for. You'll appreciate this. So on August 31st, 2009, uh, he released his first music album called Karaoke with Your Favorite Principal, Dennis. On the album, he sang everything from Piano Man to Mustang Sally, the later being a duet with Hulk Hogan's daughter, Brooke Hogan. I hope, I hope that I can find this on Spotify. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you can. You know, um, uh, uh, Hogan's never met an opportunity to make money. So I'm going to let well, that dramatic yeah, the, pause the stay in the especially. episode. Like people need to suffer but, through that, like, you know, 10 seconds uh, of you. Honestly, with the Hogan's, uh, they have to supplement some of those legal fees. <laughs> um. Look it up, people. Yeah. Anyway, so let's move on to what's going on next. Uh, who's our next big, bad Beetleborg in this episode? <laughs> so, yeah, we have Theodore. Uh, Lehman, this plays old man. Well, that's a 
a great title to have in this kind of episode. But yeah, so One Dark Night, which I do enjoy. Um, you might want to check that out. But uh, also, uh, Under the Rainbow as Hitler in that episode. <laughs> So yeah, is, is it a we, secret we, Hitler we, or a real Hitler? I don't know. No um, Hitler. Okay. Uh, this is something we've discussed multiple times. Maybe we want to just like discuss this one time under the rainbow. This is with the little people that were in, um, you know, Wizard of Oz and everything. There is like this bit of weird storyline where they're like running amok and everything. There uh, during the production of this, there was a lot of things that went down, like. Maybe we should discuss this one time under the rainbow. That's fine. But I also know that during the original production of uh, wizard of Oz, the one we're talking about, um, some of the partying that was going on with the little people. Was it's, like epic. It extended towards us too. <laughs> like, like, you know, we always talk about like, especially talking about the last episode, uh, time and Teresa Golowitz. If you could take a time machine for any place in time, Terry, would you not like, would you like, I know you probably have your list of things. Uh, would the hotel lobby of wherever they're staying during the production of the wizard of Oz would not, not be one of the places that you just wanted to just show up and watch what happens. Wouldn't I, that be amazing? I, I probably, I probably could have been one of the little people uh, in this production. So um, I would have loved to have seen what happened during like the, like the real, like, transcendence of what like Hollywood was in the thirties, dude, I'm listening to beyond bastards. Um, there is some wild shit that happened in the thirties. Oh yeah. No, that was the craziest time there. Okay. So I think, I think it's, um, I think it's jackass part two where we man, they they do a, 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 um, a gag where it's he going to a bar and talking to another young lady who is a little person. I, I think that's how you, I'm not trying to be insensitive. I don't know how else. No, to little per- a little, you know, yeah. that, I think that is the correct terminology. Yeah. And as they're point. talking, they get into like a little bit of a fight. Um, and then eventually like there, cause, cause one of the, and there's another little person that shows up and starts hitting on her. And so they get in this big bar fight. Right. And the patrons of the bar don't know what's going on. So they see this fight breaking out amongst like these people. Uh, and then at some point the cops supposedly rush in. They're all little people as well. And they try to break up the fight. And then eventually one of them falls to the ground. So you see like paramedics come in. They're also little people with the stretcher. <laughs> and like, it becomes like pure chaos and everybody else in the bar has no idea what's going on. And then as the paramedics are carrying the one guy out, he falls off the stretcher for a second and they don't know what to do. So he gets up and just runs out of the bar. And then all of the little people leave. And everybody else is just like staring at each other. Like what just happened? It is one of the, it's like one of those moments of like, just, it just tickles me because it's so ridiculous and like, it's not offensive and it's so funny. And I also feel like the, the lobby, whatever hotel was going on during the making of the wizard of Oz with all the, um, the lollipop guild, um, must've been crazy. I wish I could have seen it. Yeah, there, there, there's some fun that I think we could have with that, um, especially that uh, the documentary oh, and like sure. how Let's all that it. went down. Like, yeah. yeah, we could do a double like and like have real fun with that. But yeah, so yeah. nonetheless, um, we have uh, Eve Brenner. Yes. Um, so she plays old woman. Uh, another episode of something we've covered in the past, uh, Monsters. Which mm-hmm. we kind of fell on the same side that that was kind of good. Oh no, that was the one that terrified me as a child. So people need to check that out. That is a very upsetting episode. Starts off light and happy and ends like horrific. Um, yes. So uh, uh, next is Sandra Gainzer. Um, she plays girl. Uh, girl. 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 She plays. I, I, girl. I don't know why I held on to that Z in there. <laughs> <laughs> girl. You, you go girl with extra R's like I get it it's fine yes yeah. uh, so like two credits I I really didn't no she has four else. four credits as makeup department thing so like, whatever I mean was in, well, yeah, was in the moved on. yeah in the in the business but like not as involved fair enough yes yeah so um, 
Here, I'll, I'll, I, I'm, I'm going to let you do yeah. these ones. Man. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do the next one. Is uh, Sieska Lawrence's Young Woman, seven credits. Amongst them was Frey's Nightmares. And then the last one I have here, unless you have something else for, for them, uh, I have Freddy's Nightmares. Like I mentioned, all right, sorry. We have uh, Christopher Lofton as middle-aged man, 22 credits, a lot of TV work. So, yeah, there we yeah, go. Episodes of Days of Our Lives. So, yeah, yeah. there it is. Um, all right. Um, so, Terry. <laughs> all right. So, um, this is episode two of four of the gauntlet. Um, you were kind of, you, you thought there was something to discuss about the last episode, Teresa, sorry, time and Teresa Golowitz. Um, when you and I were talking for two hours for recording this episode and we talked about sports ball and baseball and all the other things in between, I have a feeling, um, that you weren't a big, a big, big fan of this. So, um, I'm, I, again, we're not, we make the rules as we go. Uh, this sounds like a ripcord episode for you. I'm just letting you know that, um, the next two don't get any better. So, um, like, I'm not saying that you have to talk about this one and then meaning that you can skip one of those others. I'm just saying like, um, yeah. Uh, here, uh, here. What, what do we have here? Let me do one of these. Um, here. I had a feeling this was going to annoy the piss out of you when I watched it the first time. Am I right? Uh, well, we tried not to swear on this uh, this podcast as much as we can, but f this episode. F it. Yes. Thank you. F it. Like, yes. like I'm just gonna be like I'm gonna try to be as PG as possible. Um episode in general is like so sad because it's like we could add something with the previous conversation that would have been so impactful which i fell on the other side from paul but this really tanked everything <laughs> so okay this, so this, if, if yeah well, go ahead please 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 go ahead no i i i, I just want to like say that like i'm very disappointed in this segment because it really it, it kind of formed an opinion on the the, the episode in, in its entirety because like I felt like the last one the last segment was all right and it's a, why did it get tanked by this it's so it's so shitty it's so shitty it's not it's not formed well enough like yep. alan oh. bernard is like yeah. Yeah. he's not a good writer yeah it's almost as if there was no nutrients left right to actually provide anything so all right um the, the I'll, I'll speed round the story real quick and then we'll get into some of the specifics right because i think there's some details here that i think is like the, the worth mentioning right so right um a spaceship is going to go examine a planet that um for all intents and purposes, is a dead planet, and they're they're a scout ship for a mining operation. So they would need to verify there's no life on the planet before they start digging in and taking out what's left, gutting, you know, basically like you know, like they're going to going just, to the marrow. Yes, um, very similar to um, the plot of the video game series Dead Space, where it's like there's these deep space mining ships that they're just planet crackers, and they're going to pull everything out of it, right? That's left. Um, and, but so with this being said, we have our crew, excuse me. Um, um, look at me being drunk on an episode of the show. Welcome everybody. Um, our main character, uh, professor Donald is a scholar of this planet, which we find out we already played the segment that was called earth. So he's an earth historian. He's brought along by his, uh, his younger pupil, uh, Jacinda, who like he like taught her before, but it, it, she's brought him along as kind of like a um, a favor because like they're gonna they're they're gonna survey this planet that's dead that is Earth, and they, she's gonna give him the opportunity like the last like because the the, the, the the mission is four days long, she's gonna give him the opportunity to actually like walk around for a second and experience Earth proper. Um, for what it is, right? Blah, 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 blah. He, yeah. Well, he seems like a historian at this. That's what point I'm saying. Too. Like, like he wants to see the ruins of the thing he has, um, read about because he knows that we're all as humanity. This is where we came from. Fair enough. Right. Um, I'm also going to argue that this <laughs> in the beginning of a film that Terry absolutely adores, uh, called Jason X are the same thing. 
Um, son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong about this being the same thing in terms of that earth. Right. So, uh, but like the earth is, <laughs> they're still not good. Though. No, no, um, fair enough. Right. Okay. Here, quick question. Which do you hate more? I, I don't know. <laughs> I, equally, uh, honestly. Okay, right. Yeah, so, all right. Oh, how dare I put you on the spot? Anyway, I, 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 that I, I somehow, that somehow so I'm happy either way, but let's move on. So, um, as, as, um, Professor Donald's on the earth, um, and like, we'll talk about like in a second about their space outfits that they look like, um, they look like a uh, Wendy's baked potatoes. Uh, just, it's a whole thing. It's just, um, yeah. Um, I, I made the joke in one of our group chats that when we see Jacinda and Donald walking side by side in their spacesuits, I, I, I made the joke of like, I'm going to tell like, there, there's the meme of I'm going to tell my kids. I was like, I'm going to tell my kids. This is Daft Punk. Like that's, I trust me that picture's coming soon on the social media. Um, so as the, everybody else is going around surveying things, um, uh, our, our friend, the professor wanders into a record store randomly. And then somehow like, because that see, like there's a lot of yellow ghosts that show up and you see them like shopping and buying and doing things or whatever. And like, you know, cause he hears the music when he wanders in and it's like, okay, cool. And then also he picks up a CD, which was like future tech at the time and puts it in the dirtiest goddamn CD player you've ever seen. That has like, come on, like Terry. I know you're like, I know you're younger than me, but did you ever have like a like a Walkman CD player? Um, the batteries in that would last like I don't know, approximately 15 minutes. So I don't understand how <laughs> you are not wrong. Um, <laughs> and, and if there's a, the slightest fingerprint on the disc, it's not going to read it. Yes, yeah. So anyway, so he puts his disc in starts playing the music it works perfectly and we see all these yellow ghosts or whatever he's like oh and that's when we meet the leader like talking to him blah 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 uh he is like freaked out rightfully so but the leader's like remember us right so what the crux of this episode is is that they're after the the earth was abandoned and people left to go populate the rest of the universe because they done broke their planet here the souls of everybody else that was left behind was somehow like, um, if you imagine the earth as like a battery, everybody else that was left behind was stored. And then somehow everybody that was left behind was about what? 50 people. Give That's what we see. Yeah. I right. Mean, so anyway, so it's, the whole- it's not like, uh, like, Return of the King, where we see thousands of people there. Yeah, because the whole thing is like if the Earth, the Earth is a battery for souls, you would think that would be a lot. <laughs> you know, like you think that would, considering like as much as we know how many, like, like, and just I'm talking thousands and thousands of years, like it's not just this very specific people that were left in a record store and our main character that decided to wear um, eighties shoulders, like, um, talking heads clothes anyway. So, um, but well, the whole, that, yeah, then that's not far from, <laughs> from the Tarkin talking head thing. Like, like, yes. Um, and we, we didn't even talk about the, like the, um, the spaceship sweaters that everyone was wearing, which is like, all of them were wearing like these sweaters with like this weird X pattern that I feel like that their, their aunt bought them for Christmas. So they have to wear it and be nice. And feel nice about it anyway. So, um, so anyway, so they're, they're appealing to our friend, the professor about like, Hey, um, there's still life here in some fashion. And, and in the meantime, while they're talking to him, they said they can actually change the atmosphere around this room and not make it toxic. So it can take his, his helmet off and talk to them. So, you know, they can manipulate the atmosphere, blah, 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 whatever. Um, so then he's like, okay, cool. Let me show my friend. So he goes to go to the place where they, they were there and they pull a Michigan J frog thing, right? Like, you know, like they, they Terry, I'm talking about like, look, hello, look, my baby look at this limp frog. Yes. That doesn't do it's anything. Like, Let me show you this frog that can dance. And like, well, it's a dead frog. And then the moment they leave the, the frog starts dancing. That's these sons of bitches every goddamn yeah. time. And so and they're, why, yeah. so if they have so much energy to kind of, 
swish around, like where they can do certain things. Why can't they do this right in front of the other person? Yeah. I also wrote my notes. I wish the music that was played during the music store was Chumba Wamba versus like the classical music. That'd have been amazing. Would it have been amazing if it was like a tub thumping the song or whatever it was? I get knocked down, but I get up again or whatever. Or, <laughs> All right. Like, so or, like if <laughs> I don't, I, 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 I love that, but like, when we actually do see these people, they're looking around like they're shopping still. What in the hell? Yeah. Like that's, that is so stupid towards the rest of the story. No, because we were like, cause they talk about that they're left behind and they're still here. They're echoes of the people that were left. So why would they act but like they they're shopping? Yeah. It's just, it's stupid. It's so stupid. Right. So, uh, I also, I think also, um, smash mouth's all-star would have been an appropriate song to play during all this. Anyway, I'm a bastard. So, what know. about closing time? Well, let's do that hey, too. I actually like semi-sonic calm down. Anyway, like. No, I'm just saying closing time. Cause like they're sitting there shopping around. It's like, well, your planet's about to die. Yeah. You know? What if it was seven, Mary three cumbersome that was playing the entire Oh night. God. <laughs> Oh, everybody, this is super serious. We're going to play live lightning crashes as he's looking through. The, the oh, episode. stop. <laughs> anyway, so basically the crux of this is that the these um, ghosts that are still here, right? They, they are uh, living beings according, according to Star Trek rules. Fair enough. And they're like, you need to convince them that like, don't gut, don't gut this world because we're still here. And so we get this whole thing where he's trying to show his like coworkers or people in the mission. They don't believe him. And then he's like, all right, well you guys all like you, you're all bitches. You wouldn't show up. And we get the bit where um, like, as he goes to like, as our main character, the professor goes to sleep that night. Uh, the, the leader like occupies the body of the oldest frailest man on the spaceship. Can I point that out? You have, uh, Tuvok and, and professor, you know, uh, building, sorry, professor principal building. And you have the nurse from American werewolf. So of the, of the four of them, you're going to occupy Martin Balsam who I uh, like, he goes in like he's sleepwalking. He smashes a control board to keep the ship down and the reports down. And he wakes up. He's like, I don't know what's going on. They're like, Oh, you've had a senior moment. Fair enough. Anyway, well, again, yeah. like, how does that translate well for the other people on that team? Yeah, like, you're like, you had him telling you that he had communication with people, quote unquote, people that are still here on this desolate area. Why can't you just listen to them? Why does it take that extra bit of energy? And we we discovered that soon here too. It's like, so like you get the the leader, quote unquote, who ex, it, it, he expends like energy to take over the body of again the professor here. Why can't he just communicate? Yes, right. Why can't he just say, hey, there are still some kind of life form here. Also, like, why not do. make yourself apparent whenever the professor shows up with Jacinda to be like, you should, cause there's the bit where he's like, come out and then they don't, they make him look like this feeble what is man. This hide and, and yeah, game? yeah. Yeah. What is, what is the point of that? Yeah. And the moment they leave, they show up for us to see that they were there the entire time. Yeah. They cool. leave. And it's, it's like, woo, like music cue. Like yes. well, that is so stupid. Hey, so now stupid. you're an all-star. I'm kidding. So, um, but no, but like, I, I like that they, they, they occupy like the leader occupies, uh, the fresher's body. He just takes like a chair leg and just smashes some displays and how it takes very, very little to wreck a spaceship. Just I'll leave that out there anyway. So, um, but I like that after they say, hey, we're going to leave soon, we're going to go to a, like a nearby, like star base and we'll drop you off because you, you know, for medical leave, meaning, sorry, uh, professor, you've having a senior moment. We're going to get you out of here. And he's like, okay, like I get it. But then they all leave him to his own business. So he gets back into space suits and just leaves the ship. Right. Like, I don't know. Feel like you've all failed 
in your jobs there. And he goes back and yells at all the ghosts about like bullshit, like what's going on. So we find out that the ghosts are like, Hey, um, we've tried to leave by ourselves and we come back like weird and like brundle flies or whatever. I don't know what they're talking about, but the idea that they could use the professors of vessel and make him the vehicle for traveling was presented. He's like, yeah, but once we leave here and go someplace else, how, how am I going to function? And the leader was like, we don't know that. And he's like, Oh, so you want me to believe on faith that things are going to be okay as you leave. But like, you know, he makes a point of and, like, and, and, yeah, go ahead. and the viewer needs to believe any of this. Like, yeah, this is so ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But like, so the, but like they, um, they, they don't know what will be left of them after they're through. And he, he's like, okay, great. But you can manipulate the atmosphere. So why not you do that? They're like, well, we don't know if we will be intact after. So he calls, he calls them out for their bullshit. Rightfully. So is like, Oh wait, 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 wait. You want to use me as a vessel, but, um, and you don't know what's going to happen to me and that's okay. However, if you try to manipulate the atmosphere to actually make the earth livable again, but you're worried about the results, like that's not, that's not like, that's the same thing. He calls them cowards. There's, there's nothing so. attracts. Yeah. Well, yeah. So anyway, so, but he also is like, you know what? I'd rather like, I'd rather die. Um, and, and like, like, you know, for what I believe in and then versus being a coward is like, come take my body, whatever. Right. So then he goes back on the spaceship and he apologizes to Jacinda about like his senior moment. And, and then she's like, are you feeling okay? He's like, he's like, and that's one of my favorite lines of this, this whole episode's garbage, but I love how he's like, um, like, you know, he's like, I just want to like say thank you for everything so far. He's like the next time you see me, I, I I'm sure I'll be a different man. Or it's like, you could say I'm expecting to be a new man. Once we leave the planet, meaning he was expecting the leader to occupy him again. And then they hear thunder and then rain and then there's amino acids and nutrients showing up worldwide. Uh, and there's life forms in the ocean. And suddenly the Earth's atmosphere is like breathable. Like it's so goddamn dumb. Like Total Recall makes more sense in this film. No, I think you're right on that too. Yeah. Uh, they're just, they push the back, the fast forward button on all of this stuff. And it's like, it, no, it doesn't work like that at all like even like at a granular level like i get the like, acceleration that's fine if they even admit like hey there's rain and the, there's amino acids in the water now that is the building box for life so they have to pull out and not like um excavate the planet that would have been okay but they go with like the air is breathable now. And there's the bit where our main character is like, I don't know if you can hear me or not, but thank you. We'll be back. We'll be back. Which I'm like, that's not the right lesson. Humans done broke this world. Leave it alone. Go, go wherever you're going. Right? Like that's fine. But then we see the shot of grass growing at the end. I, I don't know how most recent I've been so mad at the ending shot of an episode. It burned me up so much. Well, I was super mad at the, the conversation at the beginning where so it's like you could take your helmet off, we change the atmosphere. It's like, why? It's your ghost. What does it matter? <laughs> you know, it's like, who cares? Like you yeah. are able to talk to him at a different level now. It's like he doesn't have to take his helmet. Well, I'm sorry, I'm a ghost. I can't hear you that well. <laughs> what the hell does that mean? Like you know, like basically that's what they were trying to say. It's like why take your helmet off? If you have the ability to change, change the atmosphere, why is this all going down now? Yeah, it's so and dumb. And it's like the whole conversation of like, you know who we are. You know why we were left here. It's like, no, it's been a thousand years. No, he doesn't know you. He has no idea who you are. And he has no idea when you were left here at what point in time. Like, that is so ridiculous to me. Yeah. Like a thousand years down the, the line. Like I haven't talked to my relatives that I'm related to for like 30 years. It's like, why should I know anything about them? 
Yeah. No, that's a good point because I I, I wrote my notes here. He puts a 1,000-year-old CD in a CD player and it works. I wrote it all in caps. This science fiction is bullshit. <laughs> that's my problem, right? So you're right. Um, that that's frustrating. Um, and I, also, by the way, I want to point out something that's very much of the '80s. This might be not, might not be something that resonates with you. Um, uh, was it? Um, Jacinda asks uh, the professor about like what happened to the the world. He was like, uh, like, um, how did the planet end up like this? He's like, greed, stupidity, the usual catalog of sins. I agree with that. But he mentions the hole in the ozone layer. Um, I don't know if you know this or not. That was a big concern in the 80s. And the world as a whole actually fixed it. Um, because there was um, there was this thing that was like in all these aerosol cans that was eating away the ozone layer. Um, and we, we stopped doing that. And we actually solved that one problem. I don't know if you're aware of that or not. Because it was a big deal at the time. But I think it's funny that's very much uh, an artifact of the age where it's like, oh, the ozone layer went away. It's like, oh, it didn't. Everything else fell apart, but the ozone layer is still there. So um, give us like one point versus 30, you know? So I thought that was funny. Well, well thank God, uh, you know, poison and uh, uh, <laughs> rat have yeah, stopped teasing their hair. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> right? The Aquanet was killing the world. Um, but yeah, we, we're now dealing with everything else and microplastics and blah, 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 blah. But at least the ozone layer is still intact. So that's good. Um, but yeah, uh, just when I say there's bones here, there are bones in the sense of like, um, if you want to do the whole like, it was Earth the entire time and there's the sins of the fathers type of thing. Like, fair enough. Um, like, I think there was something here that could be a compelling story, but every decision made along the way was the dumbest decision ever. And yeah. it's very frustrating. It, it, it needed to be flushed out a little bit more than this. And I, I absolutely hated this. So I'm glad that you kind of primed me up because, um, <laughs> I, I was trying to, I was trying to challenge you. Um, I just did not enjoy this at oh, all. Oh no, I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I feel like I, I, mm. I try to dig deep on everything that I watch. Because, like, for me as a viewer of any, anything, like, that is critiqued by people, I just don't want to be, like, well, I have to align with their opinions and just be, like, yeah, that that's, you know, yeah, they're right. No, no well, I don't want that at all. I'll put it this way. Even, even what was it? Was it the season five episode that we dealt with in the original series, The Old Man in the Cave? Not perfect, right? But it was dealing right. with like a post-apocalyptic society, and I think that actually handled things better than this, right? Like that was that was the ending of that is uh, an mf'er, right? That that's a very um, screwed up one. I don't even argue Shelter Skelter is kind of like a post-apocalyptic story as well, right? Like yeah. it's just um, like with the, it's just something about this. It's like if you're coming back, like I, I'll even I'll even say that the what was it? Um, the first episode of season two of the original series called two. Was it the first one? Yeah, maybe it's the one with, um, Oh, uh, Chuck Bronson and, um, Oh, what's her name? Um, uh, bewitched. Um, the, the, the lady that played that anyway, but that's, that was dealing with a post-apocalypse society. I think that that is, um, handled better than, than this. Even the one we talked about in the season one of this previous season, like quarantine, right. Where the guy wakes up in the, like being like in deep sleep and everything like, um, then he like, you know, like he's the one guy that understands computers. If you remember that one, we talked about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, um, like this isn't a bad idea. The way it's handled is stupid. Everything along the way is stupid. And it, it's just the happy ending here is not deserved. And Martin Balsam deserves better than this. However, he signed up and got a paycheck, but he did his best. I'm not, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to fault any actor here because it's not the acting. That's the problem of this episode. It's the writing. So yes, this one frustrated me a great deal. The, the understanding of like science and ghosts meet at the same juncture here. I, I just, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. Um, well, the mean, ghost the, thing, I mean, yeah. it, 
Yeah, it could be. Like, if you want to deal with, like, the echoes of, like, the past, whatever. Um, it's got to get flushed out more than this. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make the biggest nerd reference here ever, and it's I don't think it's a film you've seen. Uh, Final Fantasy Spirits Within. Um, it was, I have it. It was an animated film released by Squaresoft. That was in the theaters. That was a like they called it a Final Fantasy film, but it had no relation to any other Final Fantasy game at the time. Um, and but it also deals with um, uh, ghosts. And like, I'll just put it this way: like, there's a lot more going on there that it's actually treated a lot smarter. And I I think that movie's pretty solid. But there's the whole thing of like dealing with like past generational trauma that does a good job there versus this where it's like. Oh, you went away for a thousand years. Oh, we're all left behind. What is it? 18 of you? You know, like, I just. Even if, yeah. even if that is a, like a storyline that we kind of follow through with, why do they think that uh, Knowles is the person that's a scapegoat here? Well, yeah, but it's like, like also like they made it a point to show themselves to him, but there's four other crew members. It, you have the capacity to show yourself, right? Yeah. Um, a thousand years down the line, knows is the like the like the person that's like, why didn't you come back? Well, you're, you're the, the one that walked that we, in. You're the one that walked into the, the record store and listened to Limp Biscuits Nookie. Like that's what happened. Uh, I'm kidding, uh, but like, I don't know. Like, I, I I don't like that. Like, in this case, he's supposed to make people believe on faith, but they're there for science. I don't know. Right. It just pisses me off where it's more like, and then they were like, well, we're going to play like this hide and go seek shit. It's like, it's dumb. It's and then, really, like, really as dumb. Soon, as soon as they leave, like when he brings his, uh, like his, uh, protege, protege back to the area <laughs> and then leave all of a sudden, like the ghosts come back and it's like, that is so stupid. That is so stupid. And they're like, well, we got to possess this guy. So it could make change. It's like, no, you don't have to do that. You could actually say, hey, we're still here. We're the spirits of the past. You're like, you don't have to haunt somebody. You don't have to possess the body of somebody and then beat the shit out of their equipment. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. This one is so, dude, Paul, this one sucked. Oh, all right. So what you're saying is that we're done talking about this episode. Let's rate. Dude, this one actually pisses me off because it's like there's no there's no progress in this storyline. Oh, no, I agree. I agree. I'm just saying that we have two more to go wrap up the season. So I I said last week in terms of the gauntlet, though, we're not going to rate that twist. We're going to rate size and frustration. So um, let's just get to that frustration. On a scale of one to five, Terry, uh, not frustrated or like you know, disinterested, which I thought that was what we we're going to judge the last episode. But one through five, how frustrated were you with this episode? Uh, I'm extremely frustrated. Uh, I on the scream level, yeah, screaming. <laughs> uh, I just, I, I, I just don't understand why it needed to be portrayed this way. Yep, there's no reason. This, this story doesn't. Like yeah. it just, it fails on a lot of different levels. I think, I think that this, if it had been like, um, given like multiple rewrites would have been a very acceptable episode of the twilight. Sorry, not sorry. Star Trek, the next generation, right? Where yeah, it's like, I mean, yeah, perhaps on that yeah. level. Yeah. But like for, for this iteration of what we were trying to achieve on this, I just don't, I like Alan, Alan screwed up again. Yes. He screwed up again. I just, I hate that. Like Alan Brenner was such a fan of the original series. I'm like, Oh, where did you like, where were your favorite episodes? Were they, um, Oh, what's his name? Um, uh, um, Hapner. Well, you're a big Hapner fan. Not, uh, not Hapner. What's his name? Uh, Hafner. What was his name? No, um, it's, uh, Oh God. Well, you know yeah. who's screaming right now? Like it's as our he's friend listening Richard. To yes. um, <laughs> Sorry, Richard. Um, oh God. Um, Either way. Yeah. No, I'm going to look this up. I'm, I'm looking up. I'll be good. Uh, Hamner. It's Earl J. Hamner. 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 Yes. 
You're like, I love the Twilight Zone. I loved Earl J. Hamner episodes. It's like, no, you didn't. No, no one did. Anyway, so this feels like a Hamner episode. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to put this at the feet of Hamner. He didn't write it, but I'm going to blame him for it. Um, well, it's yes. interesting that we had so many people that were connected to other episodes that we've discussed. And it's like, yeah, we can't even discuss their back catalog as films. It's like, yeah, yeah hopefully you've been listening. Yeah. Because we did give them some credits. No, not fair this. enough. Like this, Martin, this, this is this is this, uh, is this should be this should not be the thing that they're credited for. Well, no, this was like Martin Balsam's last iteration of the Twilight Zone. I do feel bad because he he committed. I'm not, again. Um, I'm not going to blame any actor in this. It's just the script yeah. is is garbage. It's garbage. Yeah. Um, so I'm not going to fault anybody that like they're getting yeah, paid well, to do a job. If you want to watch something sweet from uh, Martin Balsam's career, watch. Uh, Delta Force. There you Hell go. Yeah. Or the new exhibit from season four. That's a fun one too, right? Um, anyway, so uh, so on a, on a one to five scale of frustration, I, th- I think you're going to go to a five or a seven. I don't know where oh, you're no, at. Yeah, I already said like, yeah. it's a five. Yeah, it's a five. All right, I'm going to give it a five. I'm well. screaming right now yeah. still. I'm going to give it a 5.5. Like, anyway, so yes. Um, so yeah, that's going to do it for discussion. So we're just going to close this out with a. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway, so yes. Here, once one more time. Where, where are we at? <laughs> All right, there we go. Uh, I think this also deserves one of these. That's a Idle question. hands make for an unproductive poop deck. It deserves a, si- a sounds and silences uh, like moment there. That is this frustrating. However, Terry, uh, um, before we get to the, what we're talking about next, um, Everybody can find us on uh, Strange Highways on uh, Facebook. Um, you can email us, email us directly at strangehighwayspodcast@gmail.com. Wherever you find your podcast, rate and review us. If you really enjoyed this episode, you know what? No judgments. Uh, kind of judgments, but you know, no judgments. Uh, wherever, you, like, if you could rate and review us or just share this show, the more the merrier. Because. Um, <laughs> Um, I feel like as we go along, like we keep losing people, <laughs> which I, fair enough, right? It's been, it's been some rough road. Um, and, but we're going through it and Terry, I always appreciate you being available to talk about everything good, bad, otherwise. Uh, and, but in the meantime, where else can people find us? So we're still on Instagram. That is something that we are finally up and running and doing our thing again. We have had some rough road in the past um we are sorry about that anybody who's like still following us on that that format we are committed to our fans and we want to give you the best and actually right now we're about to like look at the end of this road and maybe look at something new maybe a detour something that we can discuss that our fans are so committed towards being like hey what is strange highways want to talk about? Submit that. Yeah. Well, Please not even that, but that. like, but like, what do you want us to talk about on strange highways? How about that? I think that's yeah, the better, it, the better. It, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, that's really important to us because we're going to, uh, we're going to take a detour here, here in a second. Um, so whatever you want to hear us talk about, bring that to the table. That's really important to us. Um, because like, I mean, like we love those detour things. One of the things that it was more popular uh, along our listening lines is uh, the Hitcher. Like I, we love discussing that. Mm-hmm. So if you if you have something that is really near and dear to you that you want to hear Paul and I talk about, bring it to the table. Absolutely. So yeah, please and thank you. Uh, also, um, before we talk about what we're doing next. I need to do a shout out because I did not think that we did this earlier in the episode. We were releasing right. recently on uh, at the devil's ball with our friends uh, Nathaniel and Semiel and uh, our friend Jen. Uh, we talked about um, the the wonderful film uh, from '87, The Lost Boys. So go sp- go please check that out. It's episode 181 of At the Devil's Ball. Um, two and a half of us really enjoyed that film. You guys yeah. can figure out where we're at with that. Um, but yeah, we had a good yeah, time. Yeah, give those guys some love. Yes. Um, if you like me uh, being a uh, drunken son of a bitch that just smashes through things, boy howdy, do we have an episode for you? Go, go check that out. 
Um, yeah, uh, go check out the Devil's Ball. We we adore those guys. Uh, we got to have one here at some point. I don't think we've ever had them one here, but we'll have them on at some point. It'll be a good time. Um, we love them. We adore them. I'm the head vampire, so if I somehow get staked in the heart, podcasting is done as we know it. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how to answer that. No, it's because I, 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 I infected you. <laughs> I, I infected the uh, Samuel, and then by default, he d- infected Sam, uh, Nathaniel. So anyway, let's talk about. I'll, 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 I will wander the world hoping to be bit by somebody who is a podcaster. <laughs> right, let's talk about what we're doing next. And now, Mr. Serling. Oh, son of a bitch. All right, here we go, Terry. Um, um, we're, you're halfway through the gauntlet of the last four episodes of season two. How are you feeling right now? Uh, pretty beaten down, honestly. From oh, congratulations. You made it through the easier ones. Um, so, oh, <laughs> if this was like a Ninja Warrior I'm uh, yeah. You're about to like things are going to go really oh, rough. Whew, Phil whew, DeGear whew. comes back. Oh, yes. interesting. Yeah. So the next episode we're getting into a season two episode fourteen, Song of the Younger World. Um, it, it does have um oh what was it uh Roland LeBay in it uh, Roberts Blossom. It's his last appearance in the Twilight Zone proper. It has um oh what's her name uh, was it Jennifer Rubin from Nightmare Three. Um, she's in it as well. Um, good luck. I'm telling you and everybody else. Um, yeah. Congratulations. You've made it halfway through. You have two more to go. Yeah, well, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love you and appreciate you. And I love uh, the people listening and, and, and like, you know, you're still trucking through. We appreciate you. Good, bad. Otherwise, it's going to be some rough road, but I hope you enjoy us for the, like, sorry. I hope you join us for the conversation. Cause it's, it's always going to be fun. I appreciate talking about things really, really do. So that's going to do it for us this week. Everybody have a good week. Everybody have a safe week. And in the meantime, um, I don't know. Um, don't look at yellow ghosts because they're all assholes. That's what I got to say. Uh, treat your planet better. Oh, Donald, how could you do this to us? To all of us?